welcome to this week's Digital Worship, led by me, David Knight. Welcome to you if you are a regular viewer of our digital services produced here in the Somerset Mendit Methodist Circuit, if you're an occasional viewer, or if you stumbled upon this act of worship for the first time, you are all welcome to come and share this digital space as we worship God. Over the next few weeks, many of our local Methodist churches will be holding their yearly covenant services. I want to spend some time with you today exploring what Methodists mean when they say a covenant, and how our understanding of the word has changed and evolved over the years. So let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Holy and welcoming God, we rejoice in the privilege of gathering together in this virtual way to celebrate your covenantal faithfulness. As we come from different corners of the circuit, the country and even the world, bind us together with the cords of your love. May this online worship service be a testament to the unity we share in Christ, and may our collective worship be an offering to you. We welcome your presence among us and invite you to lead us into a deeper understanding of your covenantal promises. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll be talking today about being put to whatever tasks or challenges God has for us, in the knowledge that his love and faithfulness are always there to help guide us. Let's sing about that now, as we express that whatever we do, it is through Christ in us. Shepherd will be there. 
The concept of covenant has deep historical roots, stretching back to the earliest human societies. A covenant is essentially a formal and solemn agreement, or a pact between two or more parties, often sealed with a sense of sacredness or mutual obligation. As we delve into the annals of human history, we find evidence of various forms of covenants emerging among ancient civilizations. These agreements were not only pivotal in shaping um, societal structures, but also laid the foundation for ethical and religious principles. One of the earliest recorded instances of covenants can be traced to the ancient civilizations of Mesopotamia, specifically to the Sumerians. The Sumerians, who inhabited the fertile lands between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, left behind cuneiform tablets that detailed agreements between individuals, communities and even rulers. These early covenants were often accompanied by religious rituals, underscoring the sacred nature of the commitment. The Code of Ur-Nammu, dating to around 2100 BC, is a prime example of an early legal code that encompassed various covenants. The code established rules and regulations governing issues such as marriage, property rights and criminal behaviour. The agreements embedded in the Code of Ernamu reflect an understanding that societal harmony was dependent on individuals adhering to certain norms thereby illustrating the social contract inherent in these ancient covenants. The concept of covenant takes on a significant prominence in the religious and cultural history of ancient Israel. The Old Testament portrays the covenant between God and the Israelites as a fundamental aspect of their ongoing identity. The covenant between God and Abraham, as described in the book of Genesis, is a clear example the covenant marked a divine promise of land, descendants and blessings in exchange for obedience and fidelity. The covenant at Mount Sinai, as depicted in the book of Exodus, further solidifies the centrality of that concept in ancient Israelite society. The covenant was not merely a legal contract, but a sacred pact that formed the basis for the moral and ethical framework of the Israelites. The Ten Commandments, given during this covenant, encapsulated the principles that governed their relationship with God and each other. And in other parts of the world, in ancient Greece, for example, the concept of covenant was embedded in the political and social structures of all the city-states. Athens, for example, engaged in various treaties and alliances known as Symmachia, with other city-states for mutual defence or economic cooperation. These agreements, though not explicitly referred to as covenants, shared similarities with the fundamental principles of mutual benefit and shared responsibilities. The concept of covenant also found expression in philosophical discourse, notably in the works of Plato and Aristotle. Plato's laws and Aristotle's politics discuss the idea of social contracts and agreements among citizens, highlighting the importance of mutual consent and cooperation for the stability of the state. 
The earliest forms of covenant in human societies, therefore, reveal a fascinating interplay between legal, religious and social dimensions. These early covenants were not merely contracts, but served as foundational elements that shaped ethical principles, legal systems and societal norms, laying the groundwork for the complex social structures we encounter in more contemporary societies. By the time of Jesus, the legal codification of agreements or covenants had become both more advanced and significantly more complicated. We can see this in the many hundreds of rules and regulations of the Pharisees, but also in the structure of some of Jesus's words, and most notably in the Lord's Prayer. Note that the prayer is transactional. The prayer is agreeing to hallow the name of Jesus and to do the work of bringing God's kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. To do this, we ask that we are provided with our daily bread, protection from temptation and delivery from evil. We ask that God forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. In essence, this prayer is an expression of the new covenantal relationship that Jesus brings between God and his people. Let's hear and sing a musical version of that prayer now.
As we continue to trace the historical trajectory of covenants from ancient times to the modern era, it becomes evident that the nature and function of these agreements have undergone significant change. The early covenants that we talked about from ancient Mesopotamia, Israel and Greece were deeply rooted in religious, legal and social contexts, and they set the stage for the development of more diverse and complex agreements in the modern world. In the ancient world, covenants were often given a sacred character, closely intertwined with religious rituals and beliefs. The covenant between God and the Israelites was not only a legal and moral contract, but a divine pact. However, as societies evolved and diversified, there has been a discernible shift from the exclusively sacred to the more secular understanding of covenants. The Enlightenment era, with its emphasis on reason, individual rights and secular governance, played a pivotal role in reshaping the nature of our understanding of a covenant. The social contract theories of thinkers like John Locke, Jean-Jacques Rousseau and Thomas Hobbes laid the groundwork for a more secular and contractual conception of agreements between individuals and their governing authorities. The emphasis on individual autonomy and consent became paramount in shaping this modern understanding of covenant. We see this in the use of covenants in the shaping of our modern legal systems. During the 19th and 20th centuries, legal systems in various countries began to develop detailed statutes and codes governing all kinds of contracts and covenants. The idea of a written, legally binding document became central to the modern idea of a covenant, ensuring clarity, enforceability and protection of the parties involved. This legal evolution marked a departure from the more implicit and ritualistic nature of ancient covenants. So how does this all tie in with our understanding of covenant in the Methodist Church and our reason for having a covenant service? Methodism places a profound emphasis on the covenantal relationship between God and humanity. Rooted in the theological teachings of John Wesley, the Methodist understanding of covenant involves a dynamic interplay of grace, faith and response. In the Methodist tradition, covenants are not merely legal contracts or solemn agreements. They are relational, spiritual bonds between the creator and his creation. The Methodist covenant service is therefore a ritualistic expression of this theological perspective where participants renew their covenant, their agreement with God. The language used in the liturgy reflects the Wesleyan understanding of covenant as a living relationship, characterised by mutual love, trust and obedience. In Methodist theology, the covenant begins with the grace of God, the unmerited favour extended to all people, even before they are aware of it, that was present even before they were born. This grace, according to Methodist thought, draws individuals towards God and prepares them for the transformative experience of God's grace, where individuals respond to God's call, repent of their sins and accept God's forgiveness through faith in Jesus Christ. 
This pivotal moment in the covenantal journey marks the beginning of a transformative relationship with God, characterised by reconciliation and a commitment to live a life in accordance with God's will. But this covenantal journey does not end with justifying grace. It extends into the ongoing process that Methodists call sanctification. Sanctifying grace, which Wesley referred to as God's work within individuals to make them more like Christ, signifies an ongoing commitment to spiritual growth, ethical living and service to others. The Methodist understanding of covenant, therefore, emphasises a continual response to God's grace, marked by a deepening relationship and a willingness to be transformed into the likeness of Christ through worship, prayer and service. This understanding emphasises a living, dynamic relationship with God and underlines the transformative nature of that covenantal journey. No one is too far away from God. No one cannot seek God's grace. God's covenant with all of his creation, and especially through the life of Jesus, is to be an ever-faithful, ever-loving God whose grace knows no ends. As part of the covenant service, participants are encouraged to say the following prayer as a renewal of their covenant with God. And I encourage you to say it openly or in your heart now. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full, let me be empty, let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. God's grace to us as expressed in our covenant with him is indeed amazing. Let us hear Chris Tomlin's reworking of the classic hymn Amazing Grace. Amazing grace Chains are gone, I've been set free.
so we enter a time of prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come before you seeking to renew our covenant with you. Help us to remember the promises we made and guide us in our commitment to live according to your will. Strengthen our faith that we may walk in your ways and experience the depth of your covenantal love. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we lift up our communities to you. Bless our relationships with one another, that we may embody the spirit of covenant in our interactions. Grant us the grace to forgive, the humility to serve, and the compassion to understand. May our communities reflect the covenantal love that you have shown us. Lord, hear our prayer. God of righteousness, we pray for leaders around the world who hold positions of authority. May they govern with a commitment to justice, equality and compassion. Inspire them to lead in ways that honour the covenant of responsibility that they have with their people. Grant them wisdom and discernment as they make decisions affecting the well-being of so many. Lord, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we bring before you all families, whatever their shape, size or the bonds that bind them. Bless them with the strength to uphold the covenant of love and support. Heal wounds, foster communication and deeper the bonds that tie family members together. May homes be places where your covenantal love is evident in every interaction. Lord, 
hear our prayer. Merciful Saviour, we pray for those who are experiencing the pain of broken covenants. Bring healing to wounded hearts and restoration to fractured relationships. Grant them the strength to forgive and the courage to seek reconciliation. May your grace abound in their lives, leading them to the path of renewal and redemption. Lord, hear our prayer. Creator God, we recognise our covenant with the earth, your precious creation. Help us to be responsible stewards of the environment, preserving and protecting the world you entrusted to our care. Guide us in making choices that honour our covenantal relationship with the earth, ensuring a sustainable future for generations to come. Lord, hear our prayer. And Holy Spirit, bind together the Church Universal in a covenant of love and service. Strengthen the bonds of unity among believers across denominations, cultures and nations. May the Church be a beacon of your covenantal love, sharing the message of salvation and embodying the values of your Kingdom. Lord, hear this and all our prayers. Amen. And as we move towards our final song, let us ask God to come and reign in us again, here and over all the earth. covenantal love of the Almighty God, which surpasses all understanding, go with you as you go from this time of digital worship. 
May the promises of God, steadfast and true, be a guiding light on your journey, illuminating your path with grace and hope. Amen. Amen.